0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raw Makers Coaching.
0: The one-stop shop for everything courage, mindset building and confidence.
1: Also bringing you all aspects of Mental Health Awareness, Business and Entrepreneurship. We are your hosts,
0: Adam Ellis
1: and Jason Borman of the Warmakers Coaching. So today is a very special episode because we've got uh, someone very special on, kind of come and chat to us. Um, This guy is full of value and uh, he's got years of experience in life as well as kind of um, leadership roles and, um, and making a name for himself. And now he's broken into the coaching world and he's kind of taken it by storm already. Uh, so we're going to get... Um, yeah, anything to add about our guest, Adam?
0: Well, he's a former police officer. And he's soon to be the best selling author.
1: He's an internationally accredited coach. Um, And yeah, let's get him on. So, this is Simon Eager.
2: Hey, guys, how
0: are you? Hey. Hey, Simon, how are you doing?
2: Not too bad, not too bad.
0: So I'm just going to start off with the, uh, the first question of just tell our viewers and listeners just a bit about yourself.
2: Okay Adam, um, I'm 55 years old now. I've been coaching unofficially for about 30 years in a law enforcement role. Uh, originally from the UK, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I was a police officer for uh, about 15 years um, from 1989 to 2003. Uh, I moved to Australia after that with my wife and continued in law enforcement in the RSPCA and local government for a further 15 years after that. So I've had a long time dealing with people in various situations and a long time coaching without really realising it. And I've kind of come to the end of my shelf life in terms of being employed, as it were. I've been looking at going into business for quite some time. And the idea of becoming a proper, fully accredited life coach Uh, It's what's really lit me up business-wise, and that's what I'm moving towards now. So really it's progression for me from an earlier form of coaching in in various uniforms to coaching now with my own brand you know, in a different context and and in a business sense. Awesome.
1: So we can't actually see you, Simon, so if you want to pop your camera on, hey, there we go of a tech issue, but we're back. Um. So yeah, that sounds really interesting. So tell us a bit more about your journey. To what got you here? And stuff
2: like that. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um. I found myself in a position as a, a team leader in, in my last employed role, and I was—I never forget the day where the manager of that team said to me, "Right, this is now." because it is your crew. It's basically a broken team. And if you can turn this around, you're a better man than I am. I thought, well, there's a challenge if ever there was one. So a team of about 10 people and there were some issues. There's no two ways about that. But there wasn't anything that couldn't be dealt with by listening to what people's positions were, listening to what their issues and what their expectations were and actually dealing with people on a compassionate person-to-person level Rather than just trying to kick them around and, and, and be autocratic, but I just took a, a you know, a, a sort of a, what's the word for it? Sort of a, a consultational approach to leadership, gained people's trust, you know, worked on what they wanted out of, out of their role, gotten the training they wanted, got the results. And about 18 months, two years later, the people, the guys there were saying, well, how come this team is running so well? It was quite simple, really. Is just kind of listening to people, giving them part of what they wanted, and you know, setting an example. And to me, sort of leadership is all about oh. setting an example and, and doing the job the way you want it done, and then people follow you. So that sort of developed me into sort of thinking, okay, if I can do this on, on a team level, and I can coach anyway. And I've Proving that to myself in, in years and years of doing law enforcement that. Yeah, you know, there's always positives to be had in situations, and people can be can look at themselves with the right encouragement. Okay, I can improve the way I do things. There, there's opportunities there that I didn't think I had, and the the role of us as coaches, or the way I see myself, is is the role in there is to make people take a look at their own selves and take a look in the mirror. You know, there's things I can do that perhaps I've told myself I can't, or people have said I can't do, but I can. You know, we've all got stories to tell. We've all got skills and abilities. And sometimes it needs someone else to give you a bit of a nudge to uncover what those skills are and get you far on all cylinders.
1: So for anyone hearing this, like who's struggling with like self-doubt and feeling a bit stuck, what would be your one bit of advice for them?
2: I think the thing I would say to start with is if you've got the self-doubt, Give yourself some time to really think about why it is that that doubt's there. You know, go back in your mind to a person or an event that might have put that doubt there in the first place, and really examine for yourself. You know, what is it really about? Is it really a valid thing or a valid belief that's serving you? What we're talking about here is limiting beliefs. If you have a limiting belief like that, it's possible to reframe it, to unpack it, to change it to a positivity. And I would encourage people to, to take a step back, have a look at that situation and really go into it in detail and maybe think, I can change this, I've got the power to change this situation and, and manifest my circumstances in the future.
1: There might be that you're just presenting that scared feeling, but when you actually step back and actually realise what you're actually scared about, then you start unlocking those limiting beliefs. And, um, Actually, pinpoint the one that you're currently
2: facing. So, yeah, I I quite agree. And I I think very often it's it's down to a limiting belief that somebody has given you at some point in your life. And it might be so long ago that you can't actually remember where it came about. You know, but I think the important thing is to examine it and, and not treat it as a life sentence. Treat it as, okay, it's a challenge to get over.
1: That's so, so important. And why people, I think, need a coach. Because when you don't even realize that you're carrying those beliefs, and they might not even be yours, so you know, yeah, you need someone it. To, be able to view that, tell you it's there, and so you can set it down and set yourself free. Like you know, there's this weight like on you that you're carrying around with you, and it's stopping you being all that you can be, and that's kind of what a limiting belief is for anyone who doesn't know. It's kind of like something you're holding on to that doesn't serve you. you know, it's stopping you
2: becoming the person that you want to be. I think that's exactly right. We've all heard that expression before that people carry baggage with them. Um, there's no one in this world that hasn't got baggage. You know, we, we've all got it. And the longer you go, the more you accumulate. But the really important thing is to realise that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to comply with that baggage, if you like. It's just a story. It's not a sentence. You can change it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. To rewrite your story, can't we? Yeah. So, yeah, any questions, Adam?
0: So speaking of challenges and barriers and that, what obstacles and barriers have you overcome to get where you are now?
2: There's, there's been several, Adam, look, looking back on it. I mean, we've all, we've all had struggles. Um, probably I've had a, an issue in the last 18 months uh, battling with PTSD uh, from my law enforcement career. Um, I've got to say that I enjoyed all my police service. and everything else I never thought I would ever be attacked, if you, if, you, if you like, by PTSD. It was always something that I thought that the military guys had or other people would have, but it wouldn't affect me but I got hit in the face by it about a year ago with about the subtlety of a shovel in the face, really, and it really affected me a lot. And I've been battling with that for the last year, so that is a challenge for me to overcome. I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there by grasping new opportunities, reaching out for a new business, reaching out to help people with some of the similar issues that I've had, because I really believe that if we actually are going through a challenge, we help people to overcome similar then we grow ourselves as well as the other people
0: definitely so it's all about the support we have around us but also the support we can give other people
2: yeah it's exactly right and if i go back a bit further there's been other challenges in my life you know within employers and bosses and relationships and everything else and one of the things that that i've really learned and I think it's a key for, for anybody, is that whatever situation you find yourself in, um, rather than make rash decisions or take drastic action without thinking it through, just take a step back and look at the perspective of what's going on. Because what you're actually seeing might not be the truth. You know, we've all got perspectives on things. We've all got things that we regard as beliefs or even facts in some cases, but very few of those things actually are facts. And perspectives can all be changed. And everyone's got them motives for doing things, but we can't always see what the other person's thinking. So my, my lesson with it really is being, don't be quick to judge people, you know, be non-judgmental if possible and step back and, and look, at, look at the situation for what it is before you commit yourself.
0: Yeah, we have to see the bigger picture.
2: Yeah, precisely. Yeah. The,
0: the, the small steps, small steps yeah. lead to big things. 100%.
1: What brings us on nicely to my next question? So, what kind of small steps have you taken in like the last couple of years to kind of really get your mindset to a different place?
2: Yeah, okay, it started off, I went to a personal development weekend um, with my wife about four years ago now. It's the first time I've done anything like that. Um, I was quite reluctant to go, to be honest. I didn't really know what I was going to. Um, I had no real idea what this stuff was all about. But I went to it, and it absolutely blew me away. By the end of the first day, I, I just could not believe the the light bulb moments I was having, just because this guy was asking the right questions, and the, the the spirit within the group of people that were there, hearing each other's stories. I thought, I've been asleep for so long. This is this is the first step of waking me up. And From then onwards, I've I've read personal development stuff. I, I've followed some of the the more famous coaches. I've been to other events. Um, I went to one where I did public speaking on stage. That's something I've always quite enjoyed doing, but this was proper training to do that. And it just opens you up to opportunities that you perhaps didn't see before, again, by seeing another perspective. And the whole adage of, of, of working on yourself, I think is, is, is so vitally important to move yourself into a mindset where you're able to absorb things rather than just being a closed book all the time or not open.
1: Is there anything that, from what you've read in all those the personal development books, or that you've really kind of latched onto, and because a lot of people do like to do half the work when it comes to personal development, they uh, read a load of books, they watch a lot of things, but then what do they do off the back of like their learnings? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like they've done that half of it, but then they don't always follow through with implementation or kind of creating habits for themselves
2: in there yeah
1: area. yeah yeah that's
2: exactly, that's exactly right and um, one of those events I went to the speaker there was saying that that's the very thing it's all very well to absorb everything that's said during the weekend but the real magic happened to me get home you know, are you going to implement are you gonna do something are you going to change your habits and, and mindset? to get a different result. I suppose the, one of the big things for me was that um, is the, form, the the business of forming new habits. Now, I've heard various ideas about this. Um, one that I, I took away was 60 days to form a new habit. I thought, right, okay, I'm going to test this in practical terms. So 1,075 days ago, I started doing a journal, a daily journal. And I thought, i would do this. And I said, sort of I form this habit of doing this daily entry. And sure enough, over a thousand days later, I'm still doing it and getting a lot of value from it. So I put put my ideas down there, what I'm thinking about, some of my goals and aspirations. And it's a way of, if you get it on paper, it takes some of the stress out of you and you can map out your your future ahead of you a bit.
0: Yeah, because if it's written in front of you, you're more likely to achieve it rather than just thinking about it.
2: Yeah, I think that's right, Adam. I think it's, it's almost like a form of accountability. You put it on paper or in a note somewhere, you then become accountable to it. And you, you constantly put it up in your house somewhere in your office where you're seeing it every day, like affirmations. Then it's a constant reminder that that goal is there and, you, and, you, and you're going for it.
1: Depending on your learning style, for me, I'm very, very, very kinesthetic. So
2: yeah,
1: I like like feeling things out um um, writing is a big thing for me. Like, so it's one thing for me to have a thought or um, a plan in my head, but to write it down, it's kind of like I've already taken some form of action towards it.
2: Yeah, that's right. And on the, on the learning styles that you mentioned there, Jason, I'm, I'm a very visual person. So to me, to have notes up around the house, images and pictures of things that I'm identifying with, that's a big thing for me.
1: So, if you're listening to this podcast or watching, um, and you don't know what your learning style is, like, right, I highly, highly recommend that you go and speak to a coach, and a figure, um, help them um, figure out, or seek some advice about what you are, as in, like, where you sit in the the learning styles, because. The more you can do towards your learning style, the more you'll take in, the more action you'll take. and um, yeah, so that's heavily, heavily important. And um we've got like a balance of three things, so we're either we're a little bit visual, a little bit auditory, and then we're higher in something. So for me it's that so I'm higher as in aesthetic. Simon it would be your higher-end visual yeah yeah Um, yeah so we've all got like percentages basically um, the three learning styles that we make up so yeah I highly recommend you go and figure out what where you sit in that sort of um, percentile So, what what would you say to people who are feeling like stuck and low confidence at the moment? Like, what would be the first step that you
2: kind of say to them? I said the, the first step is to talk to somebody, and I would strongly encourage developing that idea and, and consider talking to a coach. Um, coaching industry is, is is something which is very much developing at the moment. There's a lot of very qualified very able people in the coaching industry and um, I think talking to someone is, is a way of mapping out the challenges you've got and maybe getting someone else's perspective and um, to help you see through it.
1: So we've got all these things like mentors teachers, coaches, counsellors like um what would you say to someone who's unsure which one to choose?
2: I think to be, to be black and white about it, depending on what the issue is that the person has or thinks they have, um, there's there's a, a good cause. that They might be looking at going to, to a psychologist or a counsellor, depending on what the issues are. Obviously, coaching deals more with the future and, and the person's personal development, whereas a, a psychologist or a counsellor might be more aligned with dealing with previous issues that have gone on, or maybe even a referral from a doctor. But the coaching side of it definitely is, is the personal development. Where am I going in the future? How do I get around these limiting beliefs and challenges that I have and I move forward? Yeah.
1: That's, that's pretty good. like Yeah, pretty awesome explanation. Um, so yeah, coaching is very much from where you are to where you want to be. Um, There's a styles, different styles of coaching as well. So something a lot of us do is NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is kind of tiptoeing into therapy a little bit. There's a lot more kind of techniques that do go to the past and um, all about healing past trauma and stuff like that. So for like your PTSD, I'd highly recommend seeking out an NLP um someone trained in NLP because there's two very powerful techniques that they can do with you. Uh, one's called eye integration and the other's called um, dissecting a memory. So two very powerful techniques for like PTSD and stress-related trauma and yeah. So highly, highly recommend, like, um, anyone is suffering with that to go and seek out and then I'll be master, help with that. Um, yeah. Any more questions, Adam?
0: Where can people get in contact with you? Where can they, like, find you or message you or...
2: Okay, um, I'm on... Facebook, Simon Eager. Uh, I'm on Facebook there. I'm also on Instagram, uh, same name. Um, I'm developing a website at the moment, the details to, to be announced on, on that one. And uh, those are the two main areas. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, Simon Eager as well. So those are the best three options to contact me at the moment. And uh, I will answer any contacts, obviously, as soon as I can. So don't hesitate to get in touch.
0: I will put all the links in the description as well to Simon's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And when he's got his website, I'll post that as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so what would be like this piece of like golden nugget that you could give to our listeners who are, do you think back to kind of how when you've been in kind of a, a, a low self-confidence, low or a stuck feeling, like what would be kind of a good tip or golden nugget to kind of get people out of that state?
2: Yeah, the, the golden nugget. Eh? I think the, the classic golden nugget for me: the underpin of coaching is take action of some sort. It's def- definitely about taking action. Whatever situation you find yourself in, if you look at a situation you've been in in the past where you've been down in the dumps, things are not going right, it's all going wrong for you, you can look at that and nine times out of 10, you'll see that the minute you come out of that, it's because you've taken some action of some sort. And it can be simple as just picking the phone up and talking to somebody about it or, or Going out for a bike ride or something, or going for a walk in nature, just to alter your perspective enough to enable you to step out of that trench and, and move on. So, it, for me, it's it's taking action. Um, it's always been the way that I've done things. on, on that sort of personal I are all different, but uh, that's the key message for me. If you're stuck, um, then some form of action is, is what's going to do it for you.
1: That's the big reason why we're courage to confidence you know another thing we did like right? it's like drawing on that courage you know build to build up that confidence mm. so courage to take action of some kind yeah so you kind of hit the nail on the head there like right? that was interesting because um, I think it always comes back to courage and you gotta have courage in life to kind of put yourself out of your comfort zone and maybe do things that. Are,
2: might not usually do um, David- I think that's, that's vitally important to have that courage there. I mean without courage you we very rarely take action. So it does need some sort of courage or self belief to take that step. And you know what the great thing about it is? When you take that when you have that courage and take that step, it empowers you with more courage and more likeliness to take the next step and so on it snowballs up. So I think it's getting on that cycle, that cycle of action, results, inspiration, more action, and so on around it goes. Absolutely. Just
0: that first step is always the hardest step to take. But once you get over that first step and that first hurdle, the rest of it comes...
2: I heard an analogy about that, which I've still still got with me now, and that's when you're starting off with something and it, it seems like it's all resistance... It's like an aeroplane on the end of a runway. It's all—it's lined up for the takeoff, run up to full power, still got the brakes on, which is the start of you trying to struggle to get the shackles off. And then there's that takeoff run under full power, which can be getting your business going or overcoming those first challenges. And then you lift off, you're still under full power, but you're gaining speed and you're gaining altitude, which is all about confidence. I think that's a great way to look at it, that once you get that aeroplane off the ground, get the undercarriage up and get it up to cruising height, you're up and away. So you've got to get off the runway. You've got to get that engine run up and get off the runway. Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty awesome. A little golden nugget there. I was like, I am mean, put it into like a little diagram, you know, like, that's kind of like how we come about creating the courage, the confidence hub, like, you know, because that's how I kind of see how the journey goes for anyone wanting to better their life and at least find their purpose as well. Like, that's like the ultimate um, level of taking action when you can find your purpose and act on it and you do it as a, you know, um, as your life, how you spend your days. Um, yeah, that's what we have people with and are coaching and i sure it's, some of that's going to creep into yours as well, like uh, you've really talked so knowledgeable about it and um, yeah, I can't wait to see what um, comes in the next few sort of months, years for you Simon.
2: Yeah, thanks Jason, I'm looking forward to it, it's certainly a, it's a great journey to be on and I'm, I've been to be so much support within the coaching fraternity, which has been amazing. So many positive people. It just goes to show that, you know, you, lives can be changed and it's great to be a part of a movement that is changing lives for people and, and encouraging people to see the best in themselves and in their situations. You know? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Mm. So on a final note, like what can people expect to see coming up
2: for, for you and where can they look for you? And- Right. Okay, um, I'll, I'll just finish on on a bit of a, sort of a niche market type note, really. Um, with my background, my coaching niche market is, is particularly towards men, uh, your ex first responders, ex military type guys that may be midway through their career, and loss of direction, loss of mojo, so to speak, that type of thing. Um, the book I'm writing, which will be out probably next year, is very much underpinning my coaching ethos and it's geared towards that type of mentality. And it's, it's really about, you know, people having their own identities, having the courage and confidence to move forwards. And what can be expected from me is I'll be in that space, particularly for the guys. And I'll coach anybody, obviously, but the niche is towards the men. Um, there to help those guys that are in that position, see the challenges ahead as challenges rather than problems. And, and to move on with their lives. So yeah, the book will be very interesting. It's part of my journey um, and coaching is part of me. It's my calling at the moment. So you'll see me out there, um, helping people to change their lives. Amazing. I well, we look forward to reading the book. Because, um, good luck with everything. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Adam. And thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
0: No worries.
2: Thank
1: listening.
0: Let's draw on that courage. Build up that confidence.
2: And
1: let's get back your raw.
0: Your raw.
1: Thank you guys. Take care. Good night. Thank you. Recording stopped.